You're listening to Thinking Outside the Bud, where we speak with entrepreneurs, investors, thought leaders, researchers, advocates, and policymakers who are finding new and exciting ways for cannabis to positively impact business, society, and culture. And now, here is your host, business coach, Bruce Eckfeldt. Are you a CEO looking to scale your company faster and easier? Check out Thrive Roundtable. Thrive combines a moderated peer group mastermind, expert one-on-one coaching, access to proven growth tools, and a 24-7 support community. Created by Inc. award-winning CEO and certified scaling-up business coach Bruce Eckfeldt, Thrive will help you grow your business more quickly and with less drama. For details on the program, visit Eckfeldt.com slash thrive. That's E-C-K-F-E-L-D-T dot com slash thrive. Welcome, everyone. This is Thinking Outside the Bud. I'm Bruce Eckfeldt. I'm your host. Our guest today is Vanessa Gabriel. She is CEO and co-founder at Drop Delivery. We're going to talk a little bit about where Drop is, where the market is. Uh, Vanessa was on the program a while ago, kind of earlier stage of the company. Things have developed. The industry has developed. Time has passed. And we're going to hear kind of where they are and what the world looks like now in cannabis and really kind of how the industry has developed, how the market has developed, how things have shifted. We're going to talk a little bit about the business side and how companies are building and growing themselves, raising capital, finding resources, and kind of evolving and changing in this world, both in terms of cannabis and in terms of the economy, obviously politics, a lot of kind of moving pieces right now in the world that are affecting uh, cannabis companies. So we're going to dig into all those things and, and get an update. So with all that, Vanessa, welcome to the program. Thanks, Bruce. Happy to be back. And yeah, I was going to say back. happy back to the program. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, thanks for having me again. Oh, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. So uh, before we kind of dig into everything that's going on today, for those for those two or three guests that didn't listen to the original <laughs> program, uh, let's get a little bit of background on you and a little bit of background on Drop, and then we can kind of get the update on what's been happening the last couple of years. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So uh, my start in cannabis was back in 2016, 2017. Me and my co-founders today, Jada Mark, my CTO and my CPO, we actually were the founders of an app called Greenlight, and it was an order ahead app for you to pick up your order at your local dispensary, which we launched back in 2017. And so we were super focused on the dispensary experience, the order and pickup experience. And yeah, we were lucky enough to get acquired not too long after launching that. And yeah, it was a great learning experience. And we were just like, there is so much opportunity for technology um, Mm -hmm. in the cannabis space. And we're just really excited to kind of stay on that path. And so we decided to switch our focus to delivery side of things. And so when we realized, again, there was just, yeah, so much opportunity. Um, it wasn't really being done as well as we thought it could be done, um, not only on the customer side, but also on the operator side. And so, yeah, we decided to build Drop Delivery, which is an all, all-in-one delivery management solution for cannabis retailers that provides on basically POS and inventory tracking, compliance reporting, SMS marketing, digital loyalty and rewards, uh, last mile logistics, and e-commerce all built into one platform. Because what we saw was that 
you know, these business owners were using a really fragmented software stack and were using different platforms to do all of these things and that none of them were connected. No data was being shared. They're paying high amounts for subscriptions across the board. And so we thought it'd be much more efficient for these businesses to have an all-in-one solution. So that's really what led to the creation of Dropped. Great. And just to kind of clarify for folks, so you you are a service to dispensaries that hold the product. Are you actually taking custody of the product as part of this process? No, no. So we are just strictly the software provider. So Got it. they manage and yeah, run everything themselves. It's just that they use our software suite to do that. Yeah. And so, yeah, as far as having, you know, dispensary customers or even just specifically delivery license holders um, in the cannabis space, it really just depends. But a majority of our clients are just delivery license holders. Um, and then we do, and then Got it. our, yeah, our dispensary clientele is growing, but that takes a POS integration just because we don't want to replace what's in the actual store. That's a whole monster yeah. in itself. And so it's much easier for us to just plug and play. And, with how, those. Uh, and just kind of educate us a little bit for California. Uh -huh. How are the licenses structured there? So they have, you have a, you either have a dispensary license or you have a delivery license. What, what's the, what is the kind of the the license structure that you're currently yeah, operating. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you can have you could have either, you could have both. And so it really just depends on, yeah, what um the operator decides to choose and go for. But we do have people that are just strictly delivery that have no not like non storefront like that's sort of dark dark store or whatever they call it. Yeah, yeah. Or they just have yeah. like a warehouse. I think the um actual license term is like non storefront or something Got like it. that. Yeah. But obviously it just depends on each state. Yeah. And are you states that you're operating in at this point? Yeah, we're operating in like five states. Got like Michigan, mostly in California. We are in talks with a few in New York right now, a few dispensaries in mm -hmm. New York, a few Canadian territories. So we've definitely like grown in that aspect. And uh, luckily enough, it's all kind of been organic mm -hmm. or by referrals. So that's really cool. Yeah. And how, I guess, what's the similarity and differences between these different states and provinces in terms of kind of the regulatory or business model, business yeah. dynamics that you're running into and, yeah. and what does your software do or not do or how have you had to kind of modify things? Yeah, yeah. So like you said, every, you know, every state is different. So looking at the regulations is very important, whether, you know, that's by age, you know, where deliveries can be made, where deliveries can't be made, if they're allowed to hold product in the car or in their, you know, delivery vehicle, if that's a thing, their mode of delivery, like for example, in New York, you know, it's going to be bikes and scooters potentially. And so that's like a different thing. So um, getting down to like those kind of core details um, and that's what we really look at. And then just kind of easily adjust the app to and the system to cater to that state. But yeah. for the most part, like the foundation is fairly the same. It's just those certain things like age requirements, medical requirements, you know, whether it's like documentation uploading, mm -hmm. um, what that, you know, purchase limits, daily purchase limits. So all those things kind of are factored in, but yeah. can be easily adjusted by us. Um, Got it. And so when we last spoke, I think it was around 2020, something like that, mm -hmm. um, uh, world was in a particular spot. <laughs> you were, you know, early stage, you're raising money, uh, you know, there were things were kind of firing and exciting and there was a lots of opportunities and stuff. How have things played out? It's been a couple of years now. Things have evolved. Um, what yeah. have, what have you found? What have you noticed in the industry? What, what's kind of affected you? Give us a little bit of updated story. 
Totally. So yeah, I think, you know, not too long after I spoke with you last time, we ended up crowdfunding and raised a million dollars. And to do that during that time, it, we had no expectations of, you know, if it was going to really be that successful or not. We were just yeah. like, you know what, we're going to share it. You know, traditional had never really worked out for us. Um, so, you know, crowdfunding we saw as, you know, a great way to raise money at the time. And yeah, so that definitely like helped pro propel us for and, you know, get us to this point basically um, here in 2023. And yeah, we thought we were able to really put more back into the product, really grow out the technology, optimize the platform. And that's really what we focused on the past like two-ish years was like we really wanted to prove like product market fit. So we worked super closely with our clients. We made a ton of updates. We explored new partnerships like with partner integrations with like Weed Maps, AeroPay, and um, we even launched a new standalone product of Drop, which is just strictly SMS, a uh, strictly SMS marketing platform that oh, could be used by any type of business in any type of industry. We saw that that was like a huge opportunity for us because SMS marketing was doing so well. And then, yeah, we increased our revenue streams from one to five. And just, yes, just really trying to focus on the on the product, how the clients were using it. Yeah, what the opportunities were. And like I said, you know, we grew to a few states and Canadian territories. So now we're in a second crowdfunding raise. And what we're excited about is to use these funds to really help scale and grow and attack new markets. We haven't really focused on any of that in the past few years. Like I said, we kind of just kept our head down and wanted to really perfect the product and the technology. And so we're excited to kind of really push this and get it out there. You know, the platform has done over 63 million in transactions so far, over 500,000 successful orders delivered by our clients. We have over 500,000 registered users. Wow. Yeah. Our clients have sent over 35 million SMS messages. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> I, I, we... I'm sorry for the person that received all 35 million. So. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> you can opt out. There's always yeah. an opt out. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. So, I think it's a really exciting time for us. Um, we're excited to just buckle down and, and get, get the product out there and the technology out there and yeah. really make it go for it, especially with, like, you know, new states like new york and them you know announcing hey we do have the dispensary licenses but they're going to be also allowed to deliver in the meantime and so that was like huge news at the end of the year that have really propelled us to try and focus on that yeah i'm sure for the time being <laughs> and i'm curious on the product strategy side how i always find kind of early stage companies and early stage industries you know, you have kind of a product thesis and a product roadmap and you, yeah. you feel like these are going to be the the real kind of value driving features and stuff. And then you get into market and reality hits. What have you found in terms of either the what you've had to kind of adjust or learn between the features that you thought were really going to be valuable or useful for clients Easily. and what has what did you kind of learn along the way? And do you feel totally. I guess, do you feel the market is ready? Sometimes I find with these things like you just outstrip the readiness of the market like mm -hmm. it is is delivery growing fast enough and being adopted fast enough for your for your appetite or for where you want to be as a business Nothing. definitely so initially like when we first started out and what we pride ourselves on is like working with our clients really closely and so initially we were getting inundated with tons of feedback and we kind of opened that 
that door for them, for our clients to kind of just spew whatever they're thinking. But, you know, we can't do everything. And we know we realize very quickly, we can't do everything. We can't promise to do everything. And so having to really perfect that process of like, okay, we're hearing a request for this type of feature or change. Have we heard this before? If we have, have we heard, how many times have we heard this? What are the differences? You know, is this an enterprise type of client and it's really going to impact them and, you know, hopefully make them more money? Or are they like a much, much smaller client and this is a change that might not be used by other clients? You know, so having to weigh all those factors, we learned fairly quickly. So, you know, we, we still work on a lot of client requests, but we've definitely had to put it through a significant process, really vet it out and weigh out the value of, you know, we think. Because yeah, we, we definitely had those times where we worked on something, we thought it was going to be a huge game changer. All the clients are going to use it and then they don't. And then <laughs> yeah. it gets ignored and, you know, it just gets dust all over it. So, yeah. So having to really perfect that process and yeah, really weigh the value and, you know, how much is how much time is this going to take? How much is it going to cost us to build this? What is going to be the return on investment? Like how many clients do we think are going to use this? How are we going to track the usage of, you know, said new feature? So yeah, having to really put it through that process. And I think too, the differences between like 2020 and now is that obviously those numbers from that year and that data from that year are kind of like outliers, you know, because it was very different time. Delivery was like the only option. So mm-hmm. we're definitely not seeing the same type of numbers, but I think there has been significant change and impact as far as what that time did for the cannabis industry, you know, dispensaries being deemed essential and, you know, having delivery be an option if dispensers didn't have it before now they had to do it or you know if not then they couldn't get any orders out and so i think if a dispensary didn't have delivery before it definitely showed them that delivery is an option and a very viable revenue stream for them and customers too if they never you know got their cannabis delivered now they know that it's a safe convenient and reliable mode of getting their order and their purchase so i think if people tried it then and maybe they're going back in store now, at least they know in their back in the back of their mind that delivery is an option. Yeah. And I think too, with, you know, new states and regulations like deliveries being, you know, pushed to the forefront of, you know, regulations during those talks. And I think that's really exciting. I mean, you still have certain states that are well behind and still don't have delivery, um, mm-hmm. which they should, but um, at least for some new states, you know, at least it's being talked about early and it's being part of the regulations from the beginning. And I think that's exciting and progress in itself. So for the states that don't have delivery or haven't put delivery in place, what are the issues? Like why, what are the concerns or what are the, the holdups for licensing delivery as a viable solution for dispensaries? Yeah. You know, I asked myself that too. And, you know, if there is like one simple answer out there then i i wish i knew but like to me i think half the time it's like it seems like maybe it's like a safety issue or whatever but i'm like there are so many use cases of delivery being a huge revenue driver for one for all these other states specifically california Mm -hmm. um and you know look at new york they they have delivery like from the start and so yeah for states like you know colorado just barely did it not too long ago and i'm like they you know they they had such a 
established market, a market that's been around for many years and yeah. or even too, like in Illinois, like I feel like it would do so well in Chicago um, or even like in Florida. Florida has, you know, a really strong market as well. So, you know, it's really interesting. I don't, you know, from a political level, their governor doesn't want, I don't know, who knows, but I'm just yes. there when it does happen. <laughs> and I just need to be ready when those states do come on. And like, for example, the, yeah, the governor in Illinois, like finally talked about having delivery potentially and that it could be a good idea. And I'm like, yeah, of course. Yeah. We're going to take a quick break to hear some words from our sponsors. And now back to our program. As you kind of look at some of these new markets, are there particular ones? I mean, you mentioned New York. I don't know. New Jersey is coming online. Like, mm-hmm. Which ones of these are do you feel are particularly interesting for you or, or just interesting for the cannabis industry? Yeah, I mean, I've I've been so excited about New York, New Jersey, just because the sheer density of people that, you know, are in those areas and being a former New Yorker myself, um, my journey and my sister's journey into tech was because of how you could get everything via mobile app and delivered um, as a New Yorker. And so to have that and obviously to have cannabis delivery be established from the beginning, I think it's going to be huge because that was, it's going to be a huge way for people to get their cannabis because as a New Yorker, that's like how you get everything basically. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so, yeah, it, it's like second nature. So I think that's something really exciting for us and why um, we're going to heavily focus on or are heavily focusing on New York, especially too with, you know, that kind of surprise announcement of like, hey, even though your storefront and dispenser isn't open yet, you can deliver here, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of these rules and regulations for it right now. And so we're like, hey, you can get set up right away with us and literally get started delivering, you know, in a matter of days if you have your operation set up. But like as far as the software setup, like we are totally the perfect solution. So yeah, we're in talks right now. We saw that Dutchie was named as kind of the like social equity tech partner. Mm -hmm. Um, And so as far as the POS, and so it was pretty exciting. And we're hoping and planning a integration with them so we could just be the delivery side. So whoever wants to use Dutchie in store and then wants to use us for delivery and everything. And I think what really makes us stand out is that we are essentially like the only provider that allows you to have your own app in the Apple App Store. And so um, have it be completely branded and everything. Yeah, because, I mean, Apple only announced that last year on the change to their rules. And so we were totally ready for that and super excited. So we moved on that really quickly. And yeah, so, I mean, as far as like branding, having your own app, um, having your customers, you know, being able to download your own app, order um, through there, see, you know, their loyalty and reward points. Like, I think, yeah. It's going to be game changing. Yeah. Are you noticing certain types of dispensaries or certain types of delivery services or, or uh, I guess, establishments that serve certain types of customers that are more interested in this than others? I'm trying to figure out what, like, what's driving or what, who's more interested in delivery and why? Yeah. You know, it is interesting, especially too, because sometimes we onboard new clients and we have to essentially teach them and teach their customers that, hey, here's the new method of ordering. You know, like you never, 
you don't have to just call in anymore or send a text message. You can do it all through the app. And sometimes there is like an adoption process for these customers. Like even though you think like ordering through an app is super easy and second nature, sometimes like there is a little bit of resistance. And so it's always tough when we see that because, you know, it just really depends on what the kind of the customer profile is, what their age is, are they used to using technology? But, you know, we are really building drop for the next generations to come, like Gen Z. You know, everything is done on their phone. I think we're only scratching the surface of what delivery is going to be. And they are going to be the, you know, the next set of customers that are going to expect and ex- this experience that we're providing, you know, some millennials already do. Like, I expect that I, sh- I, I feel like I should be able to get anything and everything delivered. Uh-huh. But for sure, Gen Z, you know, as the next one's up, because everything is done through their phone. They're yeah. always on their phone. They only know convenience and they're going to expect that. So I think definitely if, you know, delivery still in its infancy stages, especially in some of these markets, but I think eventually it'll catch on and hopefully when it does catch on we'll be right there yeah providing that experience that's great what have been some of the challenges i mean you you mentioned raising capital i'm always curious about talent you know finding the right people sales like uh, you know finance the the keeping bank accounts open (laughs) there's all these there's all these kind of challenges in cannabis like where have been the kind of challenges for you how have you overcome them definitely so i mean we've seen an array of things you know clients wanting to pay cash instead of you know cards with yeah banking issues and i'm like well we're in california and you're all the way over there in another state how how are you going to get all this cash to me um so that's something and then two you know even just the platform is so big and having to teach people about like a, a basically a platform that has five businesses in one. So sometimes it can be overwhelming. Sometimes we do have to, you know, kind of handhold clients on through the process. And then, like I said, to try and get the adoption of their customers to to really latch on to what this new process is of ordering online, ordering through the app. We've also seen too that, you know, if these clients don't have marketing channels and marketing strategies set up, you know, then using drop isn't necessarily going to be as successful because if you're not bringing in new customers, then no one's going to be ordering. And so that too. And sometimes they like, we wish you guys had like marketing stuff and we're like, we're just kind of the backend software platform. You know, you still as a business have to explore different marketing strategies and put yourself out there on marketplaces and stuff, which we try and encourage, you know, and whether it's like flyers or, you know, using social media to really get the word out. So having to um, assist where we can, but obviously, you know, we're not, um, we're not a marketing firm either. So, mm-hmm. but just trying to learn from like our successful, like enterprise clients, what they do and share that with the smaller clients to replicate has definitely um, helped. And yeah, I think, to um yeah even with raising money i mean just the kind of changing landscape of things you know just where the whole world is at and everything and you know really being smart and running lean and making funds last as long as Mm -hmm. possible has been something you know we've we've kind of like in this time since we last spoke like yeah we hired a whole new bunch of engineers and have learned to you kind of slow down too on 
how much we develop and and push out just to have like a more stable platform and more stable process because we were pushing stuff out like so quickly that we were like oh my gosh you know and this is such (laughs) a big platform and also upkeeping such a big platform yeah you know when we add things we have to you know add it to the help center and then we have to launch it to the clients and then have a whole marketing campaign around it and so being super fast about these things it's also like well we have to do all these necessary steps to to push it out correctly and efficiently and yeah and and i think too is like in the beginning we didn't necessarily focus on partnerships and maybe that might have set us back like a little bit (laughs) um but and then we realized we were like you know what partnerships are definitely key we can't do everything and we do a lot but you know there are certain partnerships that would be super beneficial and so we definitely focused on that in the past year or so um which has been good and then yeah those were like a few today and then obviously with you know fundraising as well different landscape right now and so it is definitely different than what it is and was in 2020 even just politically too you know safe banking again didn't didn't pass um so it's like on that side of things you know on a federal level just kind of waiting waiting and waiting seeing what's gonna happen how that's gonna impact the industry yeah I'm curious what feedback you've gotten from investors and um, folks in terms of, I guess, where you are in the market, kind of the uh, attractiveness of your particular business model, given where things are. Mm-hmm. Like, what's what's been some of the insight around either your particular business model or how you've managed things, or kind of where you are in terms of customers and acquisition and cost of customer acquisition, those things, like what has been the kind of the interesting insights for you from a capital point of view? Yeah, I, you know, some of the feedback that we have heard is, you know, and we kind of call ourselves this too. And, and it's funny when people say this is like, oh my gosh, you're kind of like the Shopify of Canvas. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's like something people understand uh, that that's been really successful and can kind of relate to us, which is really cool. And too, when like we really break it down, compared to the competitive landscape it's really easy for people to understand that hey sure there are other companies that do exist in the space but they focus on one solution so even if a client use them they still have to go fill the gaps for the four other things that drop provides and then you're back at the problem that we're trying to solve is a client using five different software platforms so i think it's fairly easy for people to understand what we do and to really see the benefit and the value that we provide to our clients. And I think, you know, we've take a technology first and kind of a product first approach the past few years. And I think even though we've had great growth, I think it's going to set us up to have even more impactful growth as we really focus to scale now that we feel like we're ready the product is ready um it can adapt to new markets really well and it has been proven to work for the past few years so i think that's what's really exciting yeah to them and do you see i'm, I'm curious your kind of vision or thought about how this industry is going to play out you know from these kind of tech services tech solutions do you think you know you're a kind of acquisition target to some bigger platform are you going to be the platform are you going to roll things up are you going to be a niche player are you going to focus you know particular types of dispensaries like how how is this going to shake out from a technology product point of view for cannabis yeah i think you know a goal of ours yeah is would definitely be to get acquired 
again, we know what that looks like. We know what that process looks like. And I think for someone to acquire us, it would just, we check off so many boxes and provide so many different services and so much value that it could roll up perfectly into, you know, a POS system that doesn't offer delivery and doesn't offer all these things. So I I think that's definitely the game plan in in the next few years. Um, You know, we've seen it here and there little by little, you know, like POS is, you know, like Blaze just acquired Timber and Timber was just yeah strictly e-commerce, you know? And so they really focus on that. And so I think that will hopefully be attractive to a POS company eventually. Yeah, fascinating. Vanessa, this has been a pleasure. If people want to find out more about you, more about Drop, what's the best way to get that information? Yeah, you can find us at dropdelivery.com. Please give us a follow on LinkedIn. Connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, my email is vanessa at dropdelivery.com. Please feel free to reach out anytime. And you can find our crowdfunding raise on republic.com. Go check it out. Um, yeah. Even if you know you're not interested in investing, that's totally cool. But if you know someone who is and just like want to share it, like any type of support would be so appreciated. Yeah, I'll make sure all the links and everything are on the show notes. And yeah, the crowdfunding stuff is fascinating. I mean, that, the beauty is, is you know, you don't need to put a whole lot of money in it. You can you can participate at a very reasonable level. So I, yeah. I highly encourage. I'm I'm a big proponent of of crowdfunding. So I I would encourage people to check it out, even if you haven't sort of thought about it before. It's a great intro to actually get involved in some of these companies, particularly ones that you care about and and use. And and it's it's kind of a new wave of investors that are coming into the market here. So I'm excited by that. So and I hope that goes well for you. Thank you. Vanessa, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for taking the time today. Yeah, thanks, Bruce. Appreciate it. That's it for this episode of Thinking Outside the Bud. Be sure to subscribe using your favorite podcast app so you don't miss our future episodes. See you next time. You've been listening to Thinking Outside the Bud with business coach Bruce Eckfeld. To find a full list of podcast episodes, download the tools and worksheets and access other great content. Visit the website at thinkingoutsidethebud.com. And don't forget to sign up for the free newsletter at thinkingoutsidethebud.com forward slash newsletter.